And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. We are joined by me, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Billy. Mark. Billy's here. Alan. Hello. And a prodigal, a last minute addition. <laughs> Literally last minute. Uh, by divine um, intervention. Yeah, by divine, divine intervention. Sorry, sorry, Isabel. Sorry. What's going on, Isabel? <laughs> and Ted. Our and Ted, producer. producer. <laughs> so. In this episode, we'll be discussing an article of a research finding by Pro Ministries, which says, what does it say? Nice. That 60% of born-again Christians in America, more than 60%, born-again Christians in, an, in America uh, under 40 say Jesus isn't the only way to salvation equal to Buddha and Muhammad Interesting. and other other numbers that they found. So we'll just be discussing that in our table talks episode. Table talks. All right. So here are the numbers. Dun, dun, dun. Let's just give a brief overview. Um, so out of the 3,100 Americans interviewed from age 18 to 55, 60% of 18 to 39 believe that Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus are equally, are in equal standing when it comes to a way to our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a... a so the article says that there's basically a drop in basic biblical worldview from 47% in 2010 to now 25% in 2020. And the exp- so basic biblical worldview w- would basically mean it's just, you know, the way to salvation, God's character, you know, the moral law and all that. Um, that so the stuff. basic stuff of oh, Christianity, um, expanded biblical worldview deals with Satan, other stuff like moral ambiguity, uh, moral absolutes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, extend expanded biblical worldview. 32% um, 2010. There's a drop in knowledge or um, believing in basic or like the expanded Christian stuff from 32% in 2010 to 16% in 2020. Um, general population in America. So the basic, basic bi- biblical worldview dropped from 13% to 6%, which is kind of disheartening and expanded biblical worldview. 9% dropped down to 3%. Um, so basically, the the article states and concludes that 
um, there's there was a strike, striking decline in adv- uh, evangelical religious beliefs, and so forty percent, sixty percent of adults f- below forty are now believing. Like the biggest thing there is just they believe now that Jesus isn't the only way mm-hmm. to salvation. Mm-hmm. And a drop in, you know, conviction, I guess, if that's the word, conviction and beliefs from mm-hmm. 2010 to 2020, there's, pre- it's pretty much cut in half. Yeah. So, so what stood out to you guys? Uh, can I first ask though, like, do you guys see that playing out in, you know, in your kind of like your interactions with the people that are around you? Does that seem like something that comes across? You know? I mean, I've had only I think one of my one friend that that this happened to them and that they started to have a more pluralistic uh I guess religious view in that Jesus was not the only way to I guess salvation and that not even salvation I think like the big thing is like there are different paths to God type that argument and that um type of belief belief system that no you can you can get to God in different ways you can get to God through Buddha you can get to God through uh I guess Islam I guess this whole idea that um it doesn't this whole belief system that it doesn't matter which path you choose it depends. It all it all ends up at the same place, and I guess believing in the higher power that is quote unquote God within their, I guess belief system, right? Because I guess when we talk about the Christian worldview and the Christian belief, we're talking about uh, the God, the Christian God, which if I feel like if you compare it to how other religious. Um, other religions view God will definitely have a different view of who that God is. Yes? No? Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Anybody else see that playing out? Did I? Did you? Do you? I don't you know. Friends? Well, no, I don't have friends. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> <awkward>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I yes, I I think that. I, I see that playing out in a sort of, I don't want to say aftermath, but sort of like the result of sort of us growing up in, in this society and we're, in, we're talking about the Western society um, here. And with, you know, trying to go through and, and, and live and learn and, and become who we are, you know, the deconstruction. That mm-hmm. yeah, that we have if we've if we've grown up in a particular belief system, mm-hmm. you know, specifically you know in our Western culture, um, you know that's going to happen. Doesn't matter if it's I, I would think that it doesn't matter if you're Christian or not. Fair, no matter mm-hmm. what, right. like um, religious background you're coming from. Yeah, just because there's, I mean, whether it's you're in the states, whether you're in Canada, you know, uh, in Europe, uh, there, I mean, it's it's less pronounced over there. Um, but the sort of like the immigration, the amalgamation of other p- 
people, religions that are coming together in, you know, in cities because we're pretty much in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody wants to rock the boat. Yeah, right? no, that's true. You want to mm-hmm. be nice to everybody and you don't want to. Like we're conflict avoiders, so we know that well, pretty well, <laughs> right? So you know we we don't want to whatever. So like everybody kind of now has to deal with okay these competing thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Competing beliefs and stuff, and you know I I think that I've seen that play out probably uh, more as a, you know as as a Christian leader. You know, probably more than I would hope that it would. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that people. I mean, I think our or like this new generation or like this generation of what was the age like eighteen to forty or thirty nine? Yeah, I feel like people are just more open minded almost, and I feel like there's just a lot more conversation of. Um. Yeah, like how kind of listen to what you're saying. Like, how do we accommodate for everybody's? You know, and it's all about just like, oh yeah, as long as you like you love your neighbor, you know, which is like a very common theme to our, with like all religions and and I mean I don't and I think and I think people are becoming I don't know like they're people are just having more in-depth thoughts of really yeah like challenging your faith to say like okay like am i just believing what i believe just because and then i guess like in the deconstruction phase then you realize oh maybe there's something more and then it which i I mean the statistics make sense i mean it's sad but i guess it makes sense because people are so much more maybe like less strict i don't know i mean i don't see it personally in like my circle of friends like i don't really know anyone who is more like oh yeah everyone there's like multiple ways to heaven and stuff but i can see why people are trying to be more accommodating and thinking outside the box i don't know Hmm. i mean i what's your thought of what's anybody's thought of of a shift because i've seen or at least i think i see in large part, a shift from sort of like, okay, there's a truth that's there that you have to like sort of adhere to and moving towards, hey, you just, you know, it's more important to be a good person, right? Uh, it's more important how you treat other people. Um, and I'm wondering how much of that, if that's true, plays into this idea that, okay, so we don't have to necessarily hold on to the scriptures. We don't have to necessarily hold on to the Bible. We just got to do good. Good, We just got to be good people, right? And Christianity doesn't have this as much as we would like it to be. We don't have a monopoly on on good people, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) On On like being good. Yeah, You'll find okay, that in any fanable. Like, yeah, whatever. sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Because um, it's so true. It's so true. Maybe. I don't know. I also think in this time of life, again, you, you, a lot of, a lot of, I guess within society, it's just like, be a good person. So more people are just... Um, be more moralistic 
and I guess they don't see a purpose and need for religion um, to be yeah. a good person, right? And then, and I guess like even with like people who say that there's other ways to God, again, maybe they have a distorted view of, you know, what Christianity really looks like in terms of, um, I guess like the importance of um, why, I guess the theology of the gospel, like why Jesus has to die, why Jesus, even Jesus said himself, like he's the only way to the father. If if you've seen him, you've seen the father. And I think Jesus is pretty absolute in his truth, saying that he is the, <laughs> he is the only way to God, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's that's pretty foundational. And I think that it's also going to be a lack of, I think just like knowledge and teaching and just having a strong, solid foundation in people's basic faith in being a follower of Jesus within within Christianity. And I think that's a huge, huge thing, which makes people stumble and which makes people, I guess, like, get confused because they're, they're, they're not, I, I don't want to say people don't have enough faith because I don't think that's the fact. I think people are just not given... Um, not given, not not even good enough, like correct beliefs of who Jesus is and what mm. the gospel is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because um, it would be understandable if you know the the people interviewed come from the people who were interviewed came from a church who believed that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a a more liberal. Uh, church who taught that oh maybe Jesus is the only way, but I think it it it's assumed that these Americans not Americans <laughs> these Christians that these Christians come from a more traditional leaning like evangelical mm, type of thing sure. mm-hmm. which hold yeah and these churches hold True. a more you know the traditionally accepted beliefs of salvation yeah um so it's kind of shocking that that's the, these are the numbers yeah. that the numbers are so low yeah um okay so when we're dealing with this idea that Jesus is not the only way to salvation. When we're talking about salvation, what are we talking about? We're exactly. Talking about, yeah, ask, yeah. We're, like, we're, what is your definition of salvation within? Yeah. Are we talking about the discussions? Ahead. Yeah. The next <laughs> sort of like the, the next step, the next life, then what af- happens after this? And what's the demographic that was there? Eighteen to thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Now, which twenty I'm years ago we in. had like a you know twenty years ago we had like a certain you know society had this like certain step, right? Um, where you would. Go to school, finish high school, go college, university, get a job, get married, get, you know, have kids. You know, there's a, there's a progression that and a sort of like a, a pathway mm-hmm. that you have towards life. Sure. Um, how many people age 18 to 40 is thinking about the next life? <laughs> right? Right. Okay, I see you. Right, because I, I would think that's I would think that part of it is that just as we were talking, you know, what do we talk about in this this podcast that we've been asked to to go into? Well, like, what do we talk? About? We're you know at that age, you're still either at eighteen, you're starting it, or you're you're heading into starting that life. Mm-hmm. 
or you're 20 ish and you're you're building that life and around 30 even to 40 you're still like fixing things so that you know whatever leaks have sprung in your boat of your life you're trying to fix that and so it's almost like at that age we're just trying to get life together and maybe not you know not think too much about the next you know the next life because we're too busy Mm. with this life right Right. Uh, we're too busy and bring back that parable of the four soils you know maybe we get um maybe we get choked out by the weeds and the thorns and the cares of this world and we don't grow that much and we find right. ourselves so you're saying like those people like they just don't even think about like what salvation is yeah. like, which is why they're like oh yeah like whatever like, yeah exactly and so yeah. yeah and so it's just like oh well you know i'm sure that's there somewhere like i mean it, it may be a passing thought but it's just like mm-hmm. well you know i mean i'm sure that i mean there's multiple ways to get there i don't know mm-hmm. how it's gonna happen but i'll figure out one way yeah right right now i've just got to Make sure I get that promotion. I yeah. pay my bills. I impress that girl so that I can marry her. Uh, right? yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> get, you know, yeah. make sure that we're, we have a child and, you know, everything set up for that child, like uh, education and get the house and, and all that. Right. And so you're busy with life. And so how much is it that you're thinking about, well, you know, heaven? Yeah, I mean, that also just, like, brings up the point of, like, okay, like, who are these, like, evangelical Christians anyway? Like, how, like, do, are they really? But, like, it makes me think, like, with statistics, you know, like, I mean, someone who, like, it could just be someone who is, like, oh, yeah, like, I go to this evangelical church. But, like, that doesn't really necessarily mean, like, they're, like, Jesus followers, you know what I mean? I was just about to say that. So it's kind of, like, statistic. you know issues I, I was actually listening to a podcast not a podcast it was a sermon actually it was called um, The Depth of the Gospel and the, the pastor was giving out an anecdote um, uh, talking about like you know asking people within his church like do you know what the gospel is right. and salvation all that good stuff and he went to talk, ask one of these members he's like oh like do you think you're a Christian he's like oh yeah and mm-hmm. he's like oh why do you think you're a Christian he's like oh because I grew up in San Antonio <laughs> which, is like, right. which is like in the Bible, right. right? So it's like <laughs> so, which is saying something. I think like a lot yeah. of people may state that they are Christian, but uh I guess within their well, further on with the antidote, he he um the pastor said that this person didn't even know like what the gospel like what meant, the gospel, yeah, what yeah. the gospel is, what it meant to him and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Right? And so maybe I th- I think yeah. a lot of the times when people when you see a statistic like this I again, I don't think it's people falling out of faith or falling out of beliefs or, or um, like switching beliefs. Or switching beliefs. I think it's just people who do not have a clear understanding of the depth of the gospel right. or what from it like even the first is. place. Again, I think it's all it all starts from the foundation of that. Like if you have a, I think if you have a very clear understanding of what the gospel is, what Jesus means to you, and what He has done for you, and you becoming a follower. I think I I really believe that if that's solidified solidified with any point of your life in the age range, then the possibility of you even thinking about other things, it, it will come. Like I am definitely looking into it and out of mm-hmm. curiosity. But um, I think my faith is pretty solidified in my searching, and I truly believe that this is like Jesus is pretty much the the only way and absolute truth. Amen. Mm. 
That is all. Sorry, not not trying to be preachy. But, um, that's what I do. That's what I generally think. What? What? It's all stand up. It's all stand up for a closing prayer. Um, do you guys think that it's it has to do with the rise of you know pastors preaching you know feel good sermons? Oh, yeah. Rather than not okay, not feel good, but there's still some truth to it theologically. But <laughs> but the rest is just lies. No, I like to call I like to call those sermons like the iffy like the iffy sermons. When I li- I'm sitting I'm sitting in church or like I'm watching it online, it just means it goes like oh, I'm listening to it. I hear the preacher say something and I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's like mm, like he's like like it's true. It's like, true. What he's saying but is true. I don't know if I that's know something. If I can gra- follow you there. Yeah, it's like I don't know if that's grounded in like the gospel and grounded in being a follower of Jesus. I'm just like mm, I don't know about that one. And yes, yeah, so those kinds of sermons where, you know, we've we've come from, you know, deeply theological discourse mm-hmm. like on, on the on the podium and on the pulpit um to like you know, like Spurgeon, right? Pipe, yeah. Piper. Mm-hmm. Um Chandler. And then we go to other pastors, I don't want to name names, but they're one of the best ones. But, 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 but um, pastors like we're not that big sermons, of podcasts. Sermons that you know deal with more like, oh, what you're going through today. You can beat though. You can be victorious over mm-hmm. you know, you, you, what you're waiting for. Because or, like, David defeated can, that giant, you can also defeat that giant in your life. Which yes. is totally <laughs> true. Which is true. true but uh, but I think. <laughs> it's more and more of those sermons rather than, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is the only way or the right, gospel like or it, foundational, yeah. foundational doctrinal truth. I feel like like God, it's, I feel like the core of these sermons are like God will help you live your best life mm-hmm. type sermons. Your best days are your now. Your best days are now. Amen. You guys are alluding to... Like the question, whose fault is it then? For or you know, for lack of a better way of putting okay. it, whose okay. fault or like who is responsible, you know, to solidify, you know, this idea, solidify um, our belief that that Jesus is the way, like, and what he's supposed to mean uh, to us as an individual. Oh snap. This is where I think discipleship comes in, which is super, super, super important, which I think I'm pretty convicted of, which I, but also think I'm very bad at doing it as well. But, uh, <laughs> same. <laughs> Y'all just being vulnerable and open about this. Just being authentic. Just being yeah. authentic. But I really think those are the only ways to really breed in, you know, other like baby Christians or people trying to baby learn about Christian. who Jesus is and, and understanding what it means to be a Christian. I think it needs to, they need to have this, someone just disciple them to, to help them grow in um, learning who Jesus is, like learning, I mean, really solidifying like that. Um, uh, I guess solidifying like their belief in who Jesus is, what he came to do and what that means for their, for their lives. Mm-hmm. And then going beyond that, whereas they can, we, we, they can ask questions, they can struggle and, trying to figure out like is this really what is jesus really says who he says he is and things like that mm-hmm. and I, and i think like having that um 
Uh, mentorship, discipleship is important, even also a community as well, a small group as well, which is also very, very important as well. And being able to um, build people up in a more intimate way, I would say. And also just, I think, uh, cut all the crap of church, for lack of a better words. Yeah. I mean, it can kind of like, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say like whose fault is it anyway. Yeah, it's hard to say whose fault. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is like these are, these are places whose where. Fault is it anyway? <laughs> That's all I was hearing. Whose job is it anyway? I think the way to answer that question is like, just what can we do better? As? Mm. Like, I, like there's really no fault to. That's it. such a much better way of putting it. <laughs> like, who did it? Who did it? Who's wrong about Who's wrong? But what we can <laughs> do better. better. Yeah. But, I mean, even like personally, like, I mean, I agree. Like, I think having like one-on-one conversations about it makes a lot of sense because it's easy to like go to like feel-good churches or like listen to feel-good sermons and be like, oh yeah, like with Jesus, my life is great. Or, you know, but then... Everything would be awesome. Everything yeah, I mean, but I also think, Best too, like... Ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Freaking love that movie. But do I? But do I? No, okay. Shout anyway. Out to a week away. Everyone, week please away. watch it on Netflix. It's my guilty pleasure <laughs> of a Christian movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if it's also just... Well, I think as humans, we, we just want to be like people pleasers. Or I don't know, maybe it's just me. There are um, no, I think that's pretty much too, us yeah. in this I everyone. Okay. I don't think it's everybody, but it's definitely yeah. in the circle. Oh, and yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> We're definitely yeah, in the circle. Yeah, because I, I mean, like when maybe. I think about like talking to some friends or like discipling some people and then like they come through questions of like, I, I don't I don't know. Sometimes it, it's hard for me or like people to be really like firm with like, oh, but like you have to believe in Jesus, oh, you know, like, like to push against, like to tell them like, oh, that's incorrect. Right. Which is, Which a, is a hard thing, thing to say. because it's like, hard to then say. Yeah. because I mean, as a people pleaser, like you want to be like the good guy to be like you kind of like agree with what they say but also I see what you mean yeah, yeah. I, and, like, I, and I don't know if that's something I mean I don't know if that's like something that's like more prevalent in like our generation that's growing where we want to be more yeah like people pleasing and making you know like putting like the good out instead of like showing like the the hard stuff yeah positive vibes i don't think we yeah i don't think we had to deal with that in 30 40 years ago because christians were the majority in western society right yeah and so it would have to be well what what you you don't believe in you don't think yeah good point right yeah and so they would be Uh, the outsiders got it Right. And so okay. we wouldn't have to have that conversation where we would navigate a person's feelings. It's just like, well, why aren't you on this side? Yeah. And so the question for me is like, well, should we be teaching more how to have difficult conversations with people that are not of your for faith? For sure. In church? Yes. And this is why we have this podcast. And this is why we are you. Yeah, I think Shameless that's plug. Yeah, there you go. I think like um something oh that gosh. just people can I guess like people who are Christian followers of Jesus is just like having more non-Christian friends, which I'm trying to work on to have more non-Christian friends. And um 
I think, yeah, the, the biggest thing like I've tried to grow out of is trying to be, is trying to get out of the echo chamber of Christianity and trying to, you know, hear other people's perspectives and um, see where they're coming from. But I think for someone to, for like someone like me to be able to have these conversations, again, I, I really think like you need to be very uh, firm and very foundation and 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 have a really good foundation before having those conversations mm. with other people because again i think if you don't have a strong foundation or something that's very concrete in the gospel i think that's when if you start doing you know hearing other people and things like that you can mm. go things can go straight yeah um again like i i i could also say that i also like keeping my hand my hand open with my beliefs and things mm. like that but i know for a fact that like i'm not like no of jesus i'm not letting go of the gospel and things like that but um yeah Mm. having those conversational those spiritual conversations that can lead others lead you to speaking about who jesus is and maybe trying to lead someone to jesus but i think like mm. sometimes we I, I i feel like with christianity and evangelism things like that it's been a lot of just like i think we'll do a lot better if we do more listening than it is talking mm. 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 I don't even know where we're going with this anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got here, but we're here now. We're still on the same train. E- uh? Did you want to say something? Because I want to take him. I want to take us to a different place. But if you got well, like what? Let's just go. <laughs> we didn't actually didn't answer the question. Is it true? Yeah, that's a, that's another. <laughs> that's a, that's important. <laughs> we should probably ask answer. Hey, is Jesus the only way? And how do you get to the point where, you know, maybe you think he isn't? Like, there's other multiple ways you can do that. Is this like a theology with Alan segment no, or something? Well, I just okay. So, okay. So, what what are we saying there in in the in the article that? People can be followers of Jesus, but they can also be followers of like Buddha and the gods of Hinduism. Yeah, uh, I guess that's what the people who are surveyed say. Like they are a follower of Jesus, but they're like, oh, like definitely you can like be a follower of Buddha and get or, to the same place. Yeah, or Muhammad. Yeah, or As a like whatever religion you choose, like we're all gonna end up in the same place. No problem. End up in the same place. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I think that's just like the, just a very, I don't know, raw type of belief that people think about as in like, I would like to say nominal Christians. It's like, oh, yeah, we're like, the point of salvation is like for us to go to heaven. So, like, I mean, everyone is trying to be, okay, so like, I think the, the raw core thing that I really hear with like, very nominal nominal christianity is like oh yeah we're all gonna like the goal is to get to heaven like we just gotta be good people Mm -hmm. but you know what those buddha guys those buddha people those islamic people you know they're also just trying to be good people as well like through that Mm -hmm. you know religious like uh belief system so i guess in the end like we're all gonna have the same place no problem because Mm -hmm. all just trying to be good people which is exactly not what the gospel is saying (laughs) as being a follower of jesus yeah no okay so Second Thessalonians chapter one, starting from verse six, it says, for after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to those who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, fire 
dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day and to be marveled at our at among all those who have believed for our testimony to you was believed. Ain't that an uplifting verse to read to somebody <laughs> that doesn't necessarily yeah. believe? That's how you do it. That, I mean, that's the, <laughs> the kind of that's the the stark reality from the biblical standpoint sure. of what happens for those wow. of us that choose not to believe, you know, in in Jesus as being the only way to salvation. Yeah, right, and it's. The one thing about I would okay so the one thing about Christianity apart from all the others I mean if if the goal was just to be you know um, a good person you can go to just about any religion you can be an atheist no problem and you're good right somebody is going to weigh you in the balance right they're gonna find that mm-hmm. you're assuming that you're good outweighs your bad mm-hmm. right and even if you didn't believe in a deity or whatever you get to go to the next life you get reincarnated to a better person a better life or even better you go to heaven you have all these whatever whatever heaven is I whatever guess. heaven is um better than here yeah the one thing about the one thing about christianity is that even though we have that as well because christ asks us to be good towards one another Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the one thing that's different is that our salvation is dependent on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Where Not everything else and everything else, uh, all the other religions, is dependent on us. On you doing. On you doing better than what you're yeah, doing now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing do better, better than okay. what we. I guess what other people you know expect you to do I, I, I don't know uh, but yeah doing better than than doing worse <laughs> yeah yeah right and so if you're playing the odds even if you don't believe that you know that there is a one dominant religion that's true or not if you're playing at least in my mind if you're playing the percentages mm-hmm. right you choose Christianity because you still have all the other stuff but Christianity is the only one that depends on, like your salvation is dependent on somebody and somebody mm-hmm. else. So even if Christianity is wrong mm-hmm. and all it is is about being, being better than being worse, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a Christian, you're okay. Yeah. But if you're something else and it just relies on Christ. Right. Then you're mm-hmm. screwed. <laughs> then you're pretty much pretty screwed. Screwed. Yeah. So what even from apologetic a, even from just a logistic standpoint, right? Play the percentages, right? Yeah, right. This is a no lose situation. It's a no lose choice, mm-hmm. at least in my view. That's why. I mean, even though there are times in my life where you would, where you could, where I would, mm-hmm. you know, um, challenge the thought, maybe mm-hmm. that there isn't a God, or maybe. You know, this isn't this, this, the, the word of God that, you know, it's just somebody else writing it in. Even if that were the, you know, when I'm at that situation where I'm in that scenario, you know, the logistical or the, the logical thing to do 
just playing out just the percentages, mm -hmm. right? The no lose situation is Christianity. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because because even if you you know Hinduism is right, if Buddhism is right, if Islam is right, mm -hmm. you know, because I th I feel that um, that as Christians we've been attacked because you know. Uh, one of the things that they that we get attacked with is like, well, what happens to people that don't believe? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. In Christ Jesus, and you know, it, they don't ask that same question to every other other religions. Not really, right? Yeah, what do no, you do if true. you're not? In, you know, what if you don't believe in whatever, right? And the fact of the matter is, is that every religion really boils down to: can you be better than being worse? And if you're a Christian, hey, you got that covered. Mm -hmm. But if it do, if it boils down to Christianity is true and you really need Christ, well, if you're not a Christian, then you're on the wrong end. You'll find yourself on the wrong end of Second Corinthians chapter one verses seven to ten. We don't. Shoot, shooties. And that was theology corner with <laughs> Alan. <laughs> but I mean, no, like, uh, I, yeah, I think I think with like uh, with. I guess like believers and things like that. They don't go. They don't come to this understanding, right? Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't go through this thought process of thinking of, I don't know, like Christianity, like objectively in the sense, right? Yeah. But why would they? Uh, why would they? If uh, going back to my other point, if you're stuck in the rat race, as it were, sure, trying to build up your life, trying to figure out your identity. Trying to you know make things work so that you're set up, you have you're successful in your endeavors. Sure. How much of this will play into your thought process in your everyday life? Yeah. If you, especially if you're not a Christian, right? It's not going to be. A, a yeah, and, and so mm -hmm. I think that part. You know, Satan has done a really good job of building up this this society. To make us not want to engage God, True. or godly things, or spiritual things, mm -hmm. and, and and it may be that people are yet yeah, as you were alluding to, Billy, that people um, are, if I could rephrase it, that people are spiritual. They're just not religious. Sure. Right. They have a spiritual inkling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But mm -hmm. not necessarily. But then you know, I think Satan has done a really good job in distracting us from God. Mm -hmm. And learning what the truth is. Mm. So we don't even think about it. 18 mm -hmm. to 39 year old? No, we're too busy trying exactly. to live our life. Yeah. Yeah. We're too distracted. Right? Too distracted. Um, I think that's just like a, one of the sides to, you know, one of the contributing sides to what the results were, which is people believing less and less on the foundational truths of the scriptures right um and the other side is just i think we've said it before as pastors not doing enough or leadership not doing enough to teach yeah um the doctrinal truths and mm -hmm. i get it like i've been there before where you know uh where i was on the extremes like god oh, you don't really need doctrines <laughs> like all you need to do is focus on the love love of jesus mm -hmm. but um but we see in scriptures leaders 
writers, authors of the books of the Bibles, the Bible focused on doctrines too and mm-hmm. focused on the right teachings. Like Paul didn't just let Paul didn't just write the letters to the Corinthians saying, Oh, just focus on the love of God. Mm-hmm. Peace. Yeah. Peace, grace and peace to you all. <laughs> yeah. Amen. He he went through <laughs> a like whole discourse on you know how God expects us to live. Mm-hmm. Let's go through you know my favorite book, Romans. Like chapter eight alone is so heavy. Mm-hmm. The book of Romans is so heavy and so theological because Paul was focused on like teaching the people the right kind of teachings, right? Mm. And he he had such a passion. To not let his, you know, to not let believers go astray in their, you know, beliefs or in their teachings. And yes, his doctrines were rooted in Jesus' love. And I think that's the difference, too. Like, you don't, I guess what, why I was averse, averse? Yes, I think. Why I was so against doctrines is just sometimes in the church, the way I grew up is, it, it was like you know doctrines didn't really focus on Jesus yeah. it, they weren't rooted or at least i'm not saying the doctrines were by themselves not rooted in Jesus or in the scriptures it's just that the way that it was taught is mm-hmm. separate from Jesus or it just didn't make sense like why we like what we were talking about last week uh-huh. um and so that's why I was so against doctrines because in my upbringing it kind of seemed like they were so disjointed yeah from the gospel when you know apostle Paul James you know John like wrote the things that they wrote uh, and teaching people um, and and those things were always rooted in the gospel mm-hmm. right so yes Jesus's love is foremost and we should focus on it but there's also an importance to believing the right thing yeah. and believing the right doctrine and be- believing good theology and cuz you know the wrong theology can lead you astray and mm, that's, that's why Paul was so against you know some people in the bible because they were leading people astray mm. um John warned people of you know preaching the wrong like pe- warned believers about you know, others preaching the wrong things, mm-hmm. like um, not preaching the doctrine of Christ. Uh, I think it was in his second letter. James, Peter, mm. you know, Jude, even in his short letter, <laughs> kind of preached about, you know, false preachers. Yeah. So, um, of course, there's going to be wrong theology and we should try as leaders to preach the right ones. And yeah. um, Billy, you said it too. It goes back to discipleship. Like when someone is baptized in the church or baptized into believing Jesus, you don't just leave them, right? You have a growth path for them. You have a little booklet of <laughs> uh, the foundational uh, aspect or the foundational beliefs of Christianity. And I guess like that's what we need to figure out. Like, what what are the foundational? Mm. Aside from, you know, the way to salvation, which is Jesus, because he didn't say, I am a way, a truth, and 
a life. <laughs> he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, a pretty good way. <laughs> A uh, pretty solid, solid way. way. Eight out of ten. I think I'm pretty good. Um, I'm one of the best ways. One of the ways, one pretty of the truths, and one of, one of the life. Um, yeah, you did say those. It's just say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So what are, what do you guys think are the foundational truths that, you know, are for you, are, you know, what is it called? non-negotiables as a Christian. Wow, okay, we're going to like a full... Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. making the prodigal's pod statement of faith? <laughs> yes. Snap. The prodigalian creed? The prodigalian <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, so before we get that, at least we can, can we, can we at least agree to that in our churches, we need to have a little bit more infrastructure in how we bring people up. Fair. Right? I, I agree with that. Right. And part of Girl's it is path, to have yeah. like our prodigalian creed hot <laughs> and accepted. I mean, that, you know, eventually there. But as you were saying, Billy, like, you know, we, we, have, we have mentors, we have discipleship, we have small groups, you know, to help grow our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and so... You lay down the you lay down an infrastructure for success. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've talked about this many times on this on this on this podcast. Is that it seems that you know once you baptize somebody, you kind of leave them off to their own devices and you know off to their own sort of you know off on their own, and you get the mm-hmm. parable of the four soils again, right? Right. It's either number one, it falls on hard soil. Birds come, take away the you know. Take away the seed. Take away the seed. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or, sorry, it falls by the wayside, then takes away the seed, then you have, like, you know, the, the stuff, like the thorns and stuff. Uh, so there is that. So we can agree at least, you know, we have to have a little bit more infrastructure in terms of, like, setting people up for, you know, success in growing their faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also think that there seems to be extremes in different denominations, like some in one extreme you'll have like one denomination or one church like preaching and teaching like hardcore theological discourse and then you'll have on the other (laughs) side it's just the milk that you get right which is fine and dandy but like you know you guys don't drink milk every single day anymore like you were when you were babies Mm -hmm. right our palates are more refined Right, we have grown more sophisticated in the way that we we eat. I drink my milk with my pinky up, <laughs> and Paul talks about need this, that, right? Uh, creamy, beef and that's not stew. to say that you can't have milk. Uh, you know, I'm just saying is that you know we there's a progression, there's that growth that we need that we were talking about when we put in the infrastructure, right? But if you go too fast, you know, you try to feed a baby meat, they're gonna choke on it. Yeah, right. Uh, but if you if you don't if you don't feed them other things, they won't grow that well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You might stunt their growth if mm-hmm. you're just stuck on the milk. Right. Mm. I'm just trying to think, like in my personal experience, how I came to where I am right now. Because I'm like, I don't even remember what I was like when I was a baby Christian, 
or and and I can't and I and it's hard for me to recall. Like I I know for a fact a lot of it was like just going to Bible study and being and I think like having a genuine curiosity and gen and really genuine believing in like the gospel. And those are I think those are true things for myself that I knew that gave me the desire to grow and mm-hmm. want to learn more about these things and be curious about them. So like I I agree with having an infrastructure of like you know of discipleship and, and where people to well, how people will grow but it's like how do you know which people to look to invest to and help grow in yeah because I, I think that's important too because like I, I i don't like it i don't like the idea of like when you're investing in someone and you know trying to raise them and grow them and knowing who jesus is in the gospel that's a waste of time but sometimes it feels like they're just not receptive to it. And then that's that. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. Well, um, that's kind of like the struggle of every parent. You know, oh, you try gosh. to teach them to oh, no. uh, uh, teach them to be good. You try to teach them good values and principles. But in, in the end, at some point, they go out into the world and they start to make their own decisions. That's true. 18 to 34. I mean, 39. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's, 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 that's the literally age. it. <laughs> that's literally it. Eh? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. So, right? uh-huh. uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's super frustrating when you invest in somebody and it doesn't pan out, right? Um, just think about how, how if it affects us um, to this degree, how much more Christ and how much more God, it's still God that does infinitely more than we do in trying to get some, somebody to choose him. Mm. Right. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm annoyed already. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, okay, I don't want to ask that question anymore. Um, (laughs) What is our foundational (laughs) belief? (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, with me, it was just, like, get Jesus right and get that salvation right, and then you you can focus on, you know, everything else is um, what God, you know, reveals to you in the scriptures. I think Um, I'm okay with that statement of belief. The prodigal's oh belief. The prodigal's belief. Oh yeah, Jesus um, right. Salvation right. Beyond so, your merry way. <laughs> how do you think we can improve then? Like practical steps on, you know, upping the numbers again on you know, evangelicals or Christians, young Christians, to believe more of a biblical worldview. Hmm. Like I said, I mean... We want to talk about an infrastructure, I would think. Small groups, discipleship. Pair somebody up with somebody that's uh, a more mature Christian. Somebody that'll listen, right? Um, you know, um, have, you know, training for those for those mentors. Yeah. Right? Have a progression where you, you travel. And I guess we're using sort of like the old, I'm using sort of like the old terms, but, you know, have training for somebody to grow from just a regular member to a deacon and from that deacon to an elder mm. right? and from those elders to split and have their own <laughs> imagine all the church members will be all elders <laughs> well that's that's the point yeah, right yeah, 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 you're yeah. trying to be you're trying it. to get, get it, yeah. Christians that are mature and strong that can stand on their own particularly if they have to go out and you know uh, you know bring others along mm-hmm. right and, and knowing that full will that as a parent, you know, they're going to, you know, whoever you bring along at some point is going to have their faith challenged. 
mm. right? Either internally or externally, right? The best thing that you can do is give them the tools and the principles and the values in place, you know, to, you know, that when they come to that, that fork in the, those forks in the road, because it's not, you know, it's not a linear thing that they will continue to choose God, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm. And we need to be careful not to make our infrastructure all about just culture, right? Because that's kind of what we grew up in yeah, our sure. in our thing, right? It was just about, hey, just try to keep them in church as long as possible, <laughs> right? Come up with all these programs because as yeah. long as they're in make the physical do, church, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Make wow. them do scripture reading. They'll get Jesus by <laughs> osmosis. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can feel the Jesus coming out of you. <laughs> coming out of my pores. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me rub up against you. No, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like growing up, it was all about culture rather than relationship and intentionality and being a presence in someone's life mm-hmm. to lead like leading someone to Jesus. It's like, oh, let's hope these programs and being in church will lead them to Jesus, which doesn't work out. Yeah. Not even, oh, keep going. That's it. That's really it. Uh, and even back then, like, we were sort of fortunate that there were less distractions. Yeah. There were less voices that we can turn to. Like, uh-huh. there was not an internet. There wasn't social media. Yeah. Oh, there was social media. Yeah. Yeah. There was that's true. There weren't um, totally video right. yeah. uh, sermons or whatever. Like, yeah. that you, it's so accessible now. True that. Um, it, Imagine how much less distractions there were back then, mm-hmm. but it's it was still so hard mm-hmm. to uh-huh. continue to believe in Jesus or yeah. uh, continue to walk in you know a, a passionate and intimate relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and reading the scriptures. And imagine now there's like phones, internet, video sermons, mm-hmm. and all those things. So um, I think it's really high time for us to. You know, try harder as leaders in, you know, teaching people, teaching mm-hmm. our membership the the way that Jesus taught in the scriptures. That he is Who the only be? way. He is the son of God. So, mm. oh, I, I don't want to sound like an old person and an old lame Christian person. But I was talking to Isabel about this. Oh, she, we were talking about this. And like one of the things like we should be doing as leaders and as like followers of Jesus, literally just praying for people. Huh. And I was like, wow, what a simple thing, but it's something that has been ever so forgotten. Like, um, you know, just literally just praying for people. And I think in turn that also really um, pushes us as followers to follow through with like our prayers and like having our prayers come into action and living mm-hmm. out the prayers that God wants to use in us. So that's mm-hmm. also a thing as well. Yeah. Um, broad is the way, right? That leads, broad is the path that leads to destruction. There mm-hmm. are many paths that leads to destruction. That kind of got twisted into many paths that lead to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, hey, man, if you're the, if you're the enemy, you want it that way. Right. If there's only one specific yeah. way, you want to give up people as many other options, exactly. many other places to go to, yeah, than just that one, because you can distract in this place. 
right? We were just talking about it. Now there's just so much more distractions with the advent, you know, with the internet and social media and all the good stuff that we enjoy today, right? Uh, and so it's just that much more. It's, we have to be that much more diligent. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.